Welcome to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast, a primitive Baptist ministry declaring the good news of the finished work of salvation by grace alone. This program is brought to you weekly by Elder Joe Nettles, pastor of Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church in Caledonia, Mississippi, and Elder David Wise, pastor of Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church in Ackerman, Mississippi. Stay tuned for today's message. Good morning and welcome to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast. We're thankful to have you tuned in with us here today. And this is Elder David Wise with you. And I'm the pastor at Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church in Ackerman, Mississippi. And we share time on this program with Elder Joe Nettles, who's the pastor of Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church in Caledonia, Mississippi. And if you happen to be in the North Mississippi area, we would certainly love to have you come out and worship with us in Ackerman or in Caledonia. Both of us meet at 1030 a.m. every Sunday morning, and we would love to have you come out and see us. And if you happen to be in another location, you can go to our website, gospel-of-grace.com, and hopefully you can find a Primitive Baptist Church that is close to you. You can also go to macedonia-pbc.org to get some more information and resources, sermons, writings, articles, books regarding the Primitive Baptist, and we hope that those can be a blessing for you. Today on the program, we'd like to continue our consideration of Jesus Christ in the law, and this morning we'd like to focus on the priesthood. The priesthood is pointing not as much toward Jesus, but pointing toward the people of God who are kings and priests in the New Testament kingdom. And we'd like to consider that today. And we certainly hope the Lord will bless our time together in the Word of God. Please stay tuned and we'll play that message for you right after the song. Oh, 
Good morning and welcome again to the Gospel of Grace. We're thankful to have you here with us on the program. And during my time on the program, we've been trying to look at the law of Moses and look at the pictures of Jesus Christ that we find in the law. And this morning, we'd like to focus on the priesthood. And we have the Levitical priesthood, and then we have one of those priests being the great high priest that is then Aaron and his descendants. In a future message, we will look specifically at the great high priest, which is pointing toward Jesus Christ. And the New Testament is very clear about that, that the great high priest who represents the people before the Lord, especially on the day of atonement to sprinkle blood on the mercy seat for the sacrifice of sins, the great high priest is certainly pointing toward Jesus Christ. But then you have the Levitical priesthood that's more than just Aaron and his descendants. You have the tribe of Levi that has been chosen by the Lord to serve the Lord in his tabernacle and later in his temple. You find that they are supposed to be supported by the rest of the Israelites, by the sacrifices that they make. And that is somewhat indicative of the New Testament ministry. Hopefully we have time to address that briefly at the end. But we find here that God chose a group of people out of all of the nation of Israel. There was one tribe that he chose to serve him specifically in his tabernacle and in his temple. And that is indicative of us as New Testament priests, kings and priests in the church and in the kingdom of God. So we want to focus on that this morning, focus on the holy priesthood that points toward us in the New Testament kingdom. And then in the next message, we will focus on the great high priest that's pointing toward Jesus Christ. So we find that God is the one that chose to appoint the tribe of Levi. We know that both Moses and Aaron were of the tribe of Levi. And then God chose that entire tribe to serve him in his tabernacle, and he gives very lengthy and in-depth commands and descriptions all throughout the four primary books of the law, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, gives very specific commands for the Levites and all these things that they are supposed to do. But again, they are chosen by the Lord, and they serve the Lord in the tabernacle. We're going to look at the tabernacle later, and we find that all of those things in the tabernacle are pointing toward Jesus Christ, the table of showbread, the altar of incense, the candlestick, and then you go into the holiest of all and you have the mercy seat and the Ark of the Covenant and the three components that are inside the Ark of the Covenant, again, all pointing toward Jesus Christ. And that was a place where they had communion with the Lord. The Lord promised that he would meet with them there in the tabernacle. So who are the people that had the right to go into the tabernacle to fellowship and worship God in that special way? Well, it was only the Levites, and that's very important. So who had the right to go into the holy place, not the holiest of all, because only the high priest could do that once a year, but to go into that holy place and to serve the Lord in that way, who were the only people that were allowed in there? Those that were chosen by the Lord that had been cleansed that we're going to look at, and they have to come in a specific way, and they have to do things in God's way, and we know that that's pointing toward the New Testament church. Who is it that has rightful access to come into the holy place of the New Testament church? Well, it's not the Gentiles, right? It's not even the other physical lineage of Abraham. No, it is those 
had been chosen by the Lord and appointed to serve in this way, and those were the Levites, the Levitical priesthood, and that's pointing toward the holy priesthood that we have been given to serve God by offering spiritual sacrifices in the New Testament kingdom. So we'd like to highlight a few verses in the New Testament that describe us as priests before we look at the Old Testament Levitical priest and try to learn some lessons from what we find in the law describing their role and their function. So first of all, in Revelation chapter 1 and verse 5, we find it in chapter 5 and verse 10. We also find a reference to us in the thousand-year reign of Christ. I believe in the kingdom of God reign of the thousand-year reign of Christ. We're described there as being priest to God on the earth. We find that God's people have been appointed as both kings and priests, kings and priests. So we have the Levitical priesthood, just as Christ is our great high priest, we are the rest of the priest. Christ is the great shepherd, but he's appointed under shepherds to pasture his sheep. So the Bible consistently calls us in the New Testament kings and priests before God. And we'd like to look in 1 Peter chapter 2, beginning in verse 5. Ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices to God. Skip to verse 9. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And we want to come back to those spiritual sacrifices. We have been ordained and chosen by God as the New Testament kings and priests, and it is our responsibility to offer spiritual sacrifices, just as the Old Testament Levites offered natural sacrifices on a natural altar in a physical place. It is as New Testament spiritual kings and priests, we offer spiritual sacrifices unto God in the temple of our body, right? And our body is supposed to be a daily living sacrifice. Our prayers are supposed to be as incense coming up before God. And we want to highlight those spiritual sacrifices, hopefully, before we close today. But here we find that we have been appointed by God, chosen by God, to be a holy priesthood and a royal priesthood. It describes us here as being a peculiar people, but I love the Old Testament language. It says in Exodus chapter 19 and verses 5 and 6, it describes us as being a peculiar treasure. Isn't that beautiful language to think about that in God's eyes, in Christ's eyes, we are a peculiar treasure before him and we are a kingdom of priests. So that brings together the kings and the priests, right? We're priests, but we're priests that serve in a New Testament spiritual kingdom. We are a kingdom of priests, and that's what we are. We are a kingdom of priests to serve God. We have this picture of anointing and cleansing, a washing of the priest that we're going to look at. And we have this picture of anointing of the priest in the New Testament in 1 John chapter 2 and in verse 27, but the anointing which ye have received, received to whom abideth in you, and ye have not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing 
teacheth you of all things and is truth and is no lie, even as it is taught you, ye shall abide in him. So he's saying that you have received the anointing, I believe here, the anointing of the Holy Ghost in the new birth. We see the washing of regeneration from Titus chapter three and in verse five, and it was necessary that these priests had to be washed and cleansed before they had the the right to enter into the holy place to serve God in that place and taking care of the showbread and the altar of incense and the candlestick that are all pictures of Jesus Christ, they ha- there had to be a cleansing and a washing and an anointing prior to them being able to enter into that holy place, which is a picture, first of all, of regeneration. We have to be washed our own selves and be anointed by the Holy Ghost, but also we need to be mindful of the presence of God that we're in and we need to cleanse ourselves as we approach unto God in worship because that tabernacle is giving the picture of our bodies. The Bible makes that clear in the New Testament that our bodies are a tabernacle, that our bodies are later the temple. So our bodies are the place where Jesus resides. Do you see that picture of the tabernacle? That's the tabernacle of our bodies. And within that tabernacle, you have these pictures of Jesus. You have the light of Jesus inside of your body. You have the bread of life inside your body. You have the altar of incense. You have the mercy seat within you in a spiritual sense. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So you have a tabernacle that is the place where you serve God. And what is that tabernacle here in the New Testament? Testament. It's our body, right? So our soul is cleansed in regeneration, the washing of regeneration and the anointing of the Holy Ghost, the sprinkling of the blood of Christ upon our soul. But even though we've been washed in our soul, instead our body and our hands get dirty from time to time, right? So we need to be cleansed in a practical, experiential sense. We need to undergo daily practical sanctification and strive to be holy as God is holy. If we see something that's soiling our hands, well, that's it's dishonorable for a Levite to go into the tabernacle to worship God and to serve God and to handle that showbread with dirty hands, right? Well, what do you need to do? Wash your hands. And that's the admonition that we receive in James chapter four and in verse eight. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. As we approach unto God in serving him in this New Testament kingdom, we need to make sure that we're washing ourselves, right? Wash our hands. We need to purify ourselves in our bodies, which again, the tabernacle is the place where we serve God and make those daily spiritual sacrifices. So here in the Old Testament, you have the Levites, and they've been chosen by God. Their inheritance is the Lord. The rest of the inheritance for the other tribes was land, but they didn't receive any land. Instead, the Lord was their inheritance. And isn't that a beautiful picture of us as New Testament kings and priests? That first of all, the Lord is our inheritance, but the other beauty of the other side of that is that we are the Lord's inheritance, right? I mean, he desires us to be his heirs, and we're thankful to, to be blessed beneficiaries of the will of God that at the death of Jesus, we are rightful heirs of that New Testament covenant. But how much more beautiful is it that we are his peculiar treasure, that he views us in that way, that we are his inheritance? I mean, praise God that he is our inheritance, right? But how amazing is it that we are his inheritance? We are what he desires. We are his peculiar treasure, and he desires fellowship 
with his children. And the place that we fellowship with him here in time is in the tabernacle of our bodies. It's within our soul where Christ resides in that holiest of holies. So that's why we need to cleanse our hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So someone in the Old Testament is appointed as a Levite, and they were anointed with holy oil. And we've already talked about how we're anointed, and that anointing comes into great significance when we talk about Christ as our great high priest. There's a special anointing of the high priest in the Old Testament that's pointing toward Christ as the Messiah, who is the anointed one, the Christ, which means the anointed one. The requirements of the priests, they had to be clean. They could not be defiled. You have these kind of specific Old Testament laws that don't apply to us necessarily, but it gives you a picture of the strictness with which God expects his Levites to serve him. He said, look, you can't have any baldness on your head. You don't shave the corners of your beard. You don't make any cuttings of your flesh. You must take a virgin for your wife. We should not be unequally yoked with unbelievers right? We need to pursue those that are pure in heart for marriage. And God held the family of the priest to a very high standard. If the daughter of the priest, as it says in the Old Testament, plays the whore, then she would be burned with fire. So as a Levite, you were supposed to keep your house in order, right? You're supposed to raise your children in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. You're supposed to do like every other Levite, which is talk of the Word of God in your daily activities. When you stand up, when you lie down, when you go about the way, you need to raise your children in such a way that they are not going to be promiscuous. And if it happens that it finds out that you have not kept your house in order, then there had to be consequences for that. You were not allowed to uncover your head or to rend your clothes. You weren't allowed to go in unto a dead body. Again, not to be defiled and to be unclean because you can't be unclean and go into that tabernacle to serve God. So before any of the priests could be allowed to enter into the tabernacle to serve God in the Old Testament, the first thing that was necessary is that they had to be washed. But what's important is that they didn't wash themselves. Who was it that washed them? It was Moses. And we see in the Old Testament that Moses is so many times such a strong type and picture of Jesus Christ. So the Levite had to be washed before they could enter into the tabernacle, but they did not wash themselves. They were washed by Moses. So they were washed in the New Testament by Jesus Christ. And it's of necessity that we be born again and we be washed prior to us having rightful admittance into this holy place where we commune with God. We've already described the the washing of regeneration. And what's the basis, what's the means, what's the reason for the washing of regeneration? Well, not by works, right? Not by works of righteousness that we have done. Washing and regeneration is not God's response to a condition that you met. No, it's by God's mercy. It's by God's grace. So it describes in John chapter 3 and verse 5, except you be born of water and of the Spirit. You have to receive this cleansing of the water of the Spirit in your soul prior to being a child of God and prior to having the ability to make these spiritual sacrifices in the holy place that is ordained for that. We're washed in our own sins. We have this beautiful picture of how our sins used to be a scarlet, but now we've been washed in blood. So our garments are blood-stained. We're washed in blood, and we come out washed white as snow. I love that picture that God takes dirty, blood-stained garments. He washes them in the blood of Christ, and they come out 
pure and white. That's the picture we have of the elect family of God in Revelation chapter 7. They're depicted as wearing robes, white robes, washed in the blood of the Lamb. And we have this beautiful picture of the washing and the cleansing of our hearts in regeneration. And then again, we have multiple commands in the New Testament that we need to cleanse ourselves, cleanse our mind, and cleanse our hands, cleanse our feet in the manner that we walk and the way that we conduct ourselves. So first of all, the Levite had to be washed. The Levite had to be cleansed before he had the right to go in there. First of all, in regeneration. And then second of all, we need to be continually washing and cleansing ourselves to where we're not defiling the tabernacle of our bodies. That is the inhabiting place of Christ Christ in you, the hope of glory. And it's by faith in the New Testament that we enter into that tabernacle. We have this beautiful description of justification by faith in Romans chapter 5. It describes that by faith we have access into the grace wherein you stand. So first of all, you need to be cleansed, but how is it that you press into the temple, right? How is it that you press into the church? It's by faith. It's not by works. It's not by your confidence in something you do. It's by confidence in Christ, right? And these Levites made sacrifices. They served God in taking care of the showbread, making sure that the light was shining, making sure the altar of incense was burning. And we have this beautiful picture in Revelation. We have this beautiful picture in Revelation of incense coming up as a sweet-smelling savor before God that is the prayers of the saints. So as New Testament priests, we should be continually burning that perpetual sacrifice of praying without ceasing unto God. And then also we have the candlestick and Christ is the light of the world, but now we're commanded to be the light of the world. And that light of the world should be shining forth out of our tabernacle to where it's evident to other people that we are a holy royal priesthood and a chosen generation and a holy nation that's set apart from the world. We find that these priests were always dressed in white, these white tunics. And we find every time we see the picture of the elect, saved family of God, especially in the book of Revelation, they are wearing fine linen, clean and white. The purity of their attire, the purity of their robes are depicted by their being white. And that is what these priests wore after they'd been cleansed. And then they were given pure white clothing to go into the tabernacle to serve God. So now let's highlight so now let's highlight quickly the way in which we are supposed to offer spiritual sacrifices in this New Testament kingdom. So we are kings and priests before God, and we're commanded, particularly in Romans chapter 12 and in verse 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies. Now remember, your body is a tabernacle. Your body's a living sacrifice. Now what was the full-time job of these Levites? It was to make sacrifices, right? They made sacrifices all the time. And that is our responsibility as New Testament priests to make sacrifices that are acceptable unto God. We don't have time to turn to all of these and elaborate in depth, but I want to highlight at least seven. There's much more if you study this out, but at least seven spiritual sacrifices that we offer in our bodies that we offer these daily living sacrifices back unto God as New Testament kings and priests in our holy priesthood. First of all, Psalm chapter 51 and verse 17, the sacrifice of a broken spirit. Psalm chapter 4 and verse 5, the sacrifice of righteousness. 
Psalm chapter 27 and verse 6, the sacrifice of joy. Psalm 107 and verse 22, the sacrifice of thanksgiving. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 18, the sacrifice of communicating or giving your possessions or your money to help the needs of others. Psalm chapter 2 and verse 17, the sacrifice of faith. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 16, the sacrifice is simply doing good and good works. And then we have the perpetual sacrifice of prayers that we should be offering up unto God as a sweet-smelling savor of incense coming up, pleasing in the nostrils of Almighty God. So what is our responsibility as New Testament kings and priests? We need to offer these sacrifices. And we don't go and we don't offer bullocks and we don't offer goats and turtle doves. What do we offer? We offer a contrite and a broken spirit. We offer joy. We offer thanksgiving. I'll tell you, you need to have a prayer life where you're praying without ceasing. But one of the most important parts of your prayer life is thanksgiving. We, we want to ask, ask, and ask. But when God answers prayers, we need to offer the incense of thanksgiving back unto God. And we need to be doing that continually. And we need to sacrifice of our own to benefit others in a financial way or in a material way. And then the sacrifice of faith and joy and doing good that we've already highlighted. We mentioned before that the Levites are also a picture of the New Testament ministry. We find that the Levites are fully supported by the rest of God's people. And in an ideal situation, if a church is growing and thriving in the manner that it ought to, and people are being burdened to be generous, every church should have a full-time ministry. And it's appropriate for the husbandman to partake of the fruit of his labor in the vineyard. It's appropriate for the ox to eat the corn that he's treading out. And that's the picture that we have in the Old Testament that ultimately in the ministry, our service is to God. Because in the ministry, we have this special relationship, this special responsibility and calling that our inheritance is not in the opinions of the people around us in the ministry as New Testament Levites in the gospel. Our inheritance is not in others. Our inheritance is in the Lord. And that's why we serve God and not men. We're God-pleasers, not men-pleasers. We don't scratch the itch of people that just want to feel good. It's not my responsibility to make everybody like me. It's my responsibility to serve God faithfully because ultimately the Lord is my inheritance. And we certainly hope that all of our churches would grow and thrive and have the right understanding of the kingdom that we could that all of our churches could have a full-time ministry that's fully invested in giving ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the Word. May God bless His kingdom to where we're all strong enough and healthy enough churches to be able to support the full-time Levitical ministry in that way that is the New Testament pattern. So as New Testament kings and priests, it's our responsibility to offer spiritual sacrifices continually back unto God, and we hope that this message has been instructive to you that you can understand your responsibility to go out and make those spiritual sacrifices. And we pray that God would bless our living sacrifice to come up as a sweet-smelling savor unto God, to serve Him acceptably in His kingdom and in the tabernacle of our bodies, that we can honor our great high priest who has called us into this service. We pray that this has been a blessing to you. And if that's the case, we give God the glory for that. And please put us on your schedule to tune in with us next week as we continue to spend time together in God's Word. May God bless you today.
If you enjoy the messages you hear on the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast, we invite you to visit a Primitive Baptist church in your area. Visit our website at gospel-of-grace.com to search for a Primitive Baptist church near you, to listen to past messages online, and to find additional contact information. This program is also available on iTunes under podcasts with the title, The Gospel of Grace, a Primitive Baptist radio broadcast. If you enjoy our program, send us an email at gospelofgracepb at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. This program is produced by Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church, 40283 Wolf Road, Caldonia, Mississippi, and Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church, 11 Staten Road on Highway 15, just north of Ackerman, Mississippi. Come and worship with us each Sunday morning at 1030 and tune in next week for another message from the Gospel of Grace. Until next time, we pray that God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus our Lord.